Genre. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one crocodile tearing minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Kyle Crane. Hey, thanks for hey, being here, welcome Kyle. welcome to the show, Kyle. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me, guys. Yeah, of course. Kyle, of course, is from uh, Pele Media and, and more specifically uh, Ghostbusters Minute and uh, Jurassic Park Minute, both yeah. of which wrapped up already. Um, uh, and uh, Yeah. Now, now you're living in the ether of Patreon, and uh, yeah, yeah, we've we've uh, completely uh, uh, trans uh, transferred over to Patreon now. So I don't know if we're going to stay over there completely. We might do another movies by minute podcast at some point. But as mm-hmm. you guys can both attest to, uh, these things take a lot of work, and uh, yeah. because of that, can take a lot out of you. And sometimes you need a little vacation. But uh, I do <laughs> enjoy coming back on to stuff like this because you know every every moment that I have like a little inkling, like I need to get back into the movies by minute podcasting. One of my <laughs> friends out there asked me to come on their show and guest host for a minute so i get to scratch that itch a little bit so oh yeah nice (laughs) Uh, absolutely and uh uh we're going to be talking about minute 44 today which starts with uh peter hitting the elevator button um with uh, uh, that leading to a cross dissolve and uh ends with peter uh telling his dying uncle that he's here um so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I said the crocodile tearing thing. Look, look, I this is a tragic moment. I'm trying to find levity where I can, because <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, the, those those uh, Toby tears. They're the tears that launched a thousand memes. Yeah, um, he commits so fully. It's, it's definitely it's definitely important to point out. I don't know what do you know what the deal with that is, uh, Zach? Do you know if it's it's just Toby d- has problems crying on command, or are, are his tears just abnormally large? Or I, what's- I, I haven't ca- I haven't found in in digging any like definitive idea on it. I think he just like lets out an awful lot of fluid when he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Really, something else, yeah. Um, or they can they can come in obviously and and give you a um a swipe of a of a of a astringent stick or whatever underneath your eyes to make you well up more. But I don't think it's anything added in there. I think it's just really dropping giant giant tears down his face, uh, like you do when you're acting in a movie. Uh, and they sure act <laughs> in this scene. I tell you what. You know how every mm-hmm. actor has their thing, like Tom Cruise just looks really good running, so he makes sure that he's running in all of his movies. I think Tobey Maguire uh-huh. caught like himself crying in the mirror at some point and was like, this is it. This yep. is my thing. <laughs> I'm the crying <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> That's a, that can be it right there. I love it. We were just talking that about- a, That is a decision that he will forever regret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the internet made him regret that decision. <laughs> 
Thanks, Internet. Great job. Uh, I love we were just talking about Tom Cruise briefly the other day because we have uh, the sprinting thief down the hallway the other day, which is like the polar opposite of the Tom Cruise style of running. Where <laughs> Tom, Tom, nobody looks as good running as Tom Cruise does, and everybody might look as bad as the thief, uh, Mr. Michael Papa John. Uh, they were to be caught on camera there. Um, but in this minute, of course, we have, uh, I don't know, a steely gaze uh, to start us off. Um, mm-hmm. Is that if, if that's a thing we want to discuss? It's a holdover from the sort of like ugly um, attitude that, that um, Peter was embodying in our in our minute yesterday this um this sort of selfish revenge uh pettiness against the um promoter the wrestling promoter and this is the final like beat of that before he goes about his life and it's i don't know it's dark Mm -hmm. well and i and i like the cross dissolve because what it does is you know we land on that shot of him looking almost directly into the camera uh-huh. Of just like this smug look on his face where he's, you know, Peter just thinks like, yeah, got him. Yeah. Got him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cross dissolve into mm, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, this, this isn't good for you, Pete. This is, uh, this, this, this wasn't good for anybody. Uh, and it's, uh, it, I, 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 so I think it's a good use of cross dissolve. A mm. lot of the times, um, I find cross dissolves or it really dissolves in general. Yeah. I find them a little cheesy. They're a little mm. old fashioned. Yeah. Um, and, but I think in this context, it's, it's, it's like a good, you know, cinematic reason to use it. It's not just, uh, what are we gonna put another cut here? No, let's do let's throw so in a cross fancy. dissolve. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's yeah. justified here. Yeah, yeah. Right, because the it, 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 it's kind of the punctuation to the emotional beat of the scene before you know, as opposed to like the Kurosawa like side wipe that they took from Star Wars. It's kind of like not scene dressing to another place. The important things that were taking Peter's kind of uh, yeah, like like you said, his uh, almost misplaced uh, arrogance in what's going yeah. on. So it definitely kind of feels like you're holdover on that thought for the next scene. It's going to be important instead of uh, you know the the real issue here being a a location change right right this is again we are on in new york on location in front of the um the new york public library here at this point um Ah, where we start off ghostbusters as well yes hey true yeah tied it in about that (laughs) for an in-depth discussion of that check it uh (laughs) and they got like 95 minutes of that other show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pause this go on a road trip come back yeah great right um, yeah <laughs> but we uh we happen upon this this uh tragic mob situation this uh this standing looky loo um gaggle i guess you could call it um, yeah well and when i think so what what do you think is going on here is is peter is this a spider sense thing or cause it seems like hmm. he starts to believe that it might be uncle Ben before he gets confirmation that it is because he's, he can't see anything and yet he's pushing through this crowd. Yeah. Uh, to, to see who this is. Hmm. And because it seems that he believes that like, Oh, th- this might be my uncle. Um, the way that he's, determined to get through this crowd without knowing anything so is this a spider sense thing or is this just uh, like a feeling of dread like existential dread or like 
what what is this moment because it works yeah uh in the movie like really well but i i'm i i don't know that it's entirely justified right it's it's almost like we're missing some sort of previous beat where he's really concerned about the fact that the car isn't there and uncle Ben's late or whatever. And then he finally starts to feel bad, but it, it reads just as I'm walking around doing my business. Oh wait, no, that has to be my uncle. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a compressed emotional, uh, 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 framework there that, that Mm -hmm. might not make emotional sense, but it feels, feels right. Um, Mm -hmm. I always kind of just like shrugged it off as, uh, he can tell something isn't going really well. And, he's immediately worried and you go to the worst idea and then have that worst idea that you have confirmed. Like when Mm -hmm. you haven't heard from your significant other for a while and you're like, maybe she got in a car wreck. Maybe, maybe she's on the side of the road. She doesn't have her phone, you know, that. Oh, anxiety. Yeah. That spiral (laughs) that happens. Uh, (laughs) So that might be, might be what's at work here. (laughs) I don't know. What what, what do you think? Uh, Anxiety. You'll (laughs) scamp. Uh, yeah, I never really had a reading of that as the spider sense either, but I mean, I could totally accept that that would make sense that his kind of uh, like, you know, you said anxiety or, you know, your paranoia about something going wrong. But it, mm-hmm. I guess there is kind of a moment where he's looking back over his shoulder at that car, uh, at the uh, police car, you know, uh, the squad mm-hmm. car pulling up and the siren going and you do kind of like start to see a little bit of an elevation of, of what he's looking at. So, I mean, I would say that my reading of it was just kind of the script demanded that he push through for the emotional beat of the whole thing. Uh, sure, but right. it, uh, I, I could totally accept that, you know, with his ability to sense of things going wrong he, he maybe he knew something was up you know but um yeah, yeah. With, with with a great sense of urgency he goes through there and nobody really kind of gives him any sort of pushback you know it's like everybody else has the same right to be looking at this man dying on the pavement you know <laughs> um but uh well, you I, guess, could, I guess you could make the argument that they're all going to check yeah. to see if they know this sure. person yeah. and so the people aren't putting up a fight because they're like oh i don't know this guy yeah. yeah 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 and so they're like they don't really care that someone's pushing them out of the way because like what what do they just want to stand there and watch this old man die no like, <laughs> <laughs> look nothing was on tv that night they were walking down the road well, you're, you're gonna get your entertainment one way or the other you know watch it all oh, law and order um, shooting here <laughs> wow this is really yeah. realistic i don't see any cameras uh, I, it almost reminds me of this is uh a little little more crass than i wanted it to sound but it almost reminds me of when you're like at the airport at the um baggage terminal like waiting for your bag and somebody (laughs) somebody pushes through because they can see their bag and you're like oh yeah i'll let them through but i'm not gonna give up my spot or whatever yeah right yeah no totally you'll let you'll part the sea for them but you're not really gonna like go home yet uh right maybe your dead uncle is the next one on the conveyor belt right <laughs> um so so speaking of uh i don't conveyor belt i don't know where i was going with that oh, sure. but yeah. um the the uh uh oh speaking of the script uh kyle brought up the script so i i'm looking at the the two drafts of the script that we have we've got the kept draft and the shooting draft and mm. in in neither draft does peter and ben share dialogue oh wow um, okay in the in the shooting draft, Peter gets to him, kneels beside him, is saying, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, it's me, Peter. And Ben opens his eyes, looks at him, smiles, and then dies. Hmm. And and that's it. Uh yeah. that's the shooting draft. Hmm. Um, so th- they they obviously obviously um <laughs> good old uh 
uh, Cliff Robertson, you know, he must have been like, you know, it'd be it'd be better if I said his name, you know, if I said <laughs> if I had dialogue, like if I said things out loud, I think that would be better for the scene for the oh. scene. Yeah, if we had um, if we had like a scene here in like a scene. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so obviously that was a change on the day. In the cap draft, Peter doesn't even get to him. Oh, um, the 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 ambulance has already arrived and it was already working on them. And then as he gets to the crowd, uh, the paramedics are putting all of their stuff away, and he he's shouting at the cops. They're not doing anything. Why aren't you doing anything? What's the matter with you? And and the paramedic comes to him. He's like. He he's passed away. Oh, so he missed the whole thing. Like his uncle's already gone by the time he gets to them. Huh. Um. Ooh. So in both, I think in both cases, you know, they're powerful for different reasons. But I think the movie that is being made here, I think this is the right choice. Sure. Yeah. For for the movie right. being made. Yeah. It. We, we, not that we get full closure from the, um, you know, the, the last conversation with Ben, the, the car moment, like the, um, the, the classic conversation, but we do get sort of a, a pin on the end of that lesson. If he can at least look him in the eyes, uh, and boy, howdy does, does Cliff look him in the eyes? Uh, it, it, it crushes me every time it is just really well yeah, the fact that yeah. he hears him and is looking for him yeah it's a really good acting choice yeah and he's the, like using his last strength he's like oh i can i can hear peter i can hear him and then he's he's like there he is yeah and and says his name but like that's all he has strength for and he has this sort of crooked painful smile yeah on his like, face like a bell's because palsy. he's type of yeah, yeah. well because he's like he's happy to see his nephew he's happy to see someone he knows and loves before he's gone yeah you know <laughs> god yeah <laughs> dark stuff today guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I am happy that you brought up kind of the, the exchange between the two of them. Cause this, you know, and, and no pun intended bleeds over into tomorrow's minute a little bit. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I really, uh, appreciate Sam Raimi's, um, and, and, and the writers here, uh, their instinct to not put some sort of like parting line between the two of them, you know, for uncle Ben to reiterate what, you know, we said what happened earlier in the car, uh, right. And really kind of kind of a bold choice, I think, just to have the moment between two actors holding hands and just saying each other's names. It it felt really it felt much more realistic, you know, like you, yeah. you'd be searching for words. You just want to calm the person down. You'd be like, oh, don't worry. You know, you're going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. And then the person would fade away in front of you. But I think that um, there's a real uh, maturity to this scene uh, that I was kind of struck with. We're rewatching it two or three times today, you know, mm-hmm. but it's uh yeah, I uh, I I also I also have to point out that I think you're totally right, Kyle. Um, and I also have to point out that like for Peter, like he I, he just must be thinking like because at this point he doesn't know that the burglar that he let go is the person who shot is the carjacker who right. shot right. Uncle Ben, and so from Peter's perspective, he's just like, is this what happens anytime something goes right? For me, like, like I, I beat this wrestling. I have this, this wrestler. I have this big triumphant moment, 
and then I'm robbed of two thousand nine hundred dollars, <laughs> and my uncle is shot and killed. <laughs> Like, this is what I get for having, like, one triumphant moment my entire life. This is what happens. <laughs> um, it's oh, kind of like, what a, this is a really bad, this is a bad day. It's a yeah, bad day. <laughs> really, really bad day. Yeah. yeah I can't remember yeah. who, who coined this phrase. It might have been, like, in a 12-step program or something like that. But the, uh, there's, a, there's a phrase about feeling like you have to pay for your happiness with coins of despair. Uh, mm-hmm. and, th- and that's, that's the feeling that that's, that's here that it's, it, you know, the, the up and down of the roller coaster, you know, that he, he came up so high, so he's going to hit so low. It's, it's an ugly feeling. It's an ugly like mindset to be in, but that's, that's gotta be all that he has at this moment. It's sad. It's just genuinely sad. It does kind of fit back into like the balance, which is kind of the, like the main theme of Spider-Man, right? The, you have the power, you have to have the responsibility, you know, you can be this awesome yeah. Spider-Man, but nobody gets to know about how cool you are, you know, in, in the, in the off, you know, or when you go home to Mary Jane, it's not like you can tell her how awesome you are, you know? Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's the, it's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, balance, it, it's not something I really thought about much before the hand, but I think that's kind of like the, the big theme of Spider-Man going through everything is yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, we're going to, we'll ask you about the movie itself, uh, tomorrow, Kyle, but what are your, what's your relationship with, um, you know, the character of Spider-Man just in general? Uh, when I was younger, uh, I was a huge Spider-Man fan. I collected, uh, Marvel comics mostly when I was in high school and Spider-Man and X-Men were really my two franchises. In fact, I've got, um, and I had to look at the value for it right before the show started, but I have like the first appearance of carnage. Uh, and not only that, oh, wow. I had the first appearance of the, uh, how was it? Uh, Cassius something or other, his real name, oh, whatever it is. Uh, Cletus Cassidy. Thank Cletus you. Cassidy. Cletus Cassidy, but randomly picked that out of a, a box, like uh, two or three months before carnage was reintroduced as a character. And uh, you know, I had, so I had like kind of his, all of his first appearances. Right. And then it was really wow. weird that the up issue to that first appearance of, of Cletus uh, I found, and this was like a year after, because I think that had come out and then a few months to a year later uh, Carnage was introduced randomly at like a soda shop uh, found the follow up issue to that so I had kind of like all the first Carnage appearances just by chance and then uh-huh. um, my younger brother is taking a uh, I'm like just we have shared a room I'm sitting in the room together and he was taking a bath and he comes in uh, the uh, from from out of the bath with the towel wrapped around him and he throws a wet comic book at my feet and I'm like what is this and it was the first appearance of Cletus he had taken it into the I told him like oh this is the first appearance of Carnage he took it into the bath to read and dropped it in the bathtub so, yeah. uh, I haven't come back to see what the price on that would be at the time but um yeah uh, but uh, yeah I, I've got a large collection of them back at home but Spider Man was a character that I love because of that um kind of like duality to the character because he yeah. was. He's kind of like a teenage kid who was a kind of a loser, but he was also like awesome at the same time. So, um, I have not, I've pretty much forgotten everything about Spider-Man <laughs> uh, <laughs> up until, uh, since then I, I watched these Sam Raimi movies when they came out and I, I liked, um, at least the first two quite a bit. Uh, well, I guess we'll be talking about the movie again tomorrow, but, um, yeah, to, yeah. to get back to it, Spider-Man, uh, one of my favorite, uh, comic book characters, uh, my wife, for some reason, absolutely hates him. So this is a constant, <laughs> I don't know why I've never really gotten to the bottom of it, but it's like a constant argument between the two of us. Well, like if anything bad happens, it somehow goes back to, you know, spider man a good character or not so, um, <laughs> it's a theme that comes up a lot in my life but uh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and was it primarily through comics then that you um, interacted with the character or did you have like um, uh, uh, TV shows or video games or anything like that? Or was it like an old dyed in the wool style comic book fan that you, you just read about him in the comics and that was it. You know, I think it was probably just through pop culture at the beginning. I mean, with that Spider-Man mm-hmm. and friends cartoon with Iceman and uh, was it Firestar or Starfire? I, I, I forget. Yeah, I never remember. Fire, 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 star, Starfire. Okay. Starfire is, she's the DC other, character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I was much younger, that in the fantastic four cartoon would come on and uh, I really, I hated the fantastic four love Spider-Man for some reason. So I guess through that and then the <laughs> toys and stuff that were released around him, I had everything from there. And then when I got to the age that I wanted to start collecting comic books, it was, you know, an immediately familiar character. And then I latched on to the, the characteristics that Peter Parker had, I, you know, felt it very deeply in my soul. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's probably where that came from. And then, uh, you know, it's really weird because, yeah, and then, uh, you know, some video games as well. There were some uh, Super Nintendo games. I think uh, X-Men and Spider-Man versus Arcade was a, a game that came out. Um, oh, yeah. That was pretty great. And uh, then there was that Fox cartoon, I guess, that came on, like maybe when I was exiting high school, going into college, that was actually like really well done. I guess it was that follow up to that <laughs> X-Men cartoon, or at least I felt at the time right. I, I haven't gone back and revisited it. So um, <laughs> it's really cool is like, you know, the Spider-Man uh, having some pretty, at least from from what I remember, some quality stuff tied into him along the way, almost by chance. You know, like the uh, number of of times they could have screwed up on the Spider Man character. It seems like they have not for the most part. You know, but um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those, and then I also really like the uh, amusement park ride in Universal Studios. Islands of Adventure is uh, pretty oh, really? fantastic too. Yeah, yeah. Have you- oh yeah, we'll 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 def- I'm already we're I'm already <laughs> planning a weekend bugle to talk about that, and nice. I'm going to have you on for that. Oh, I already have do. that in my head. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, us being theme park nerds, totally. uh, it seems it seems only appropriate. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, okay, cool, very cool. Um, so I think, I mean, I think that's all we have to talk about. I mean, it's a lot of just longing gazes and yeah, yeah. you know, an old man searching for his nephew. Uh, it's uh, it's a rough one. It so really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, keep the show we'll, light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, go check out moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, there you can find links to both of uh both of kyle's shows uh jurassic park minute and ghostbusters minute uh, as well as you know the 50 or so other movies by minutes podcasts um <laughs> they're all at moviesbyminutes.com. and uh if you're going to be in chicago the weekend of august 26th uh go to uh movies by minutes chicago the uh the sort of like live thing that we're doing um my other movies by minutes show back to the future minute is going to have uh, our final episode is going to be live in Chicago. We're going to be covering back to the future, the ride speaking of, uh, of, uh, theme park rides. Very cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, definitely something if you're in town, you're going to want to check that out. Um, back to the future minute will be there, uh, as, along with, um, star Wars minute and Indiana Jones minute and aliens minute and uh, a bunch of others. Um, so, uh, so definitely check that out and we will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with minute 45. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.